This is Triple Features. I'm your host, John, and in this episode, I'll be discussing another group of three films that have influenced each other. Last time, we talked about Blow Up, Blow Out, and The Conversation. This time, we'll be looking at a few heist films. More specifically, Michael Mann's 1995 crime epic Heat, along with The Town from 2010, directed by Ben Affleck, and Den of Thieves from 2018, directed by Christian Gudegast. Heat is kind of the blow-up of this episode, as it's the earliest of the films, and uh, also the most influential. Now, I also brought in a fourth film last time I talked about Rear Window briefly. I guess I'm going to do that again, because there's a fourth film I want to bring in, which is The Dark Knight, and... Even though this is called Triple Features, sometimes I I guess I briefly bring in a fourth movie, if it, if it feels right. But yeah, this is, this is going to be a similar format. We have Heat from 95. We have The Town in 2010, so almost the next decade. And then we got Den of Thieves in 2018. But let's start with Heat, which is, at a basic level, about a kind of professional um, crew of criminals led by Neil McCauley who leads his crew on a number of heists throughout Los Angeles with Detective Vincent Hanna and it has an absolutely all-star cast. You got Al Pacino as Vincent Hanna, you got Robert De Niro as Neil McCauley, you got Val Kilmer as Chris Hairless. John Voight as Nate, Tom Sizemore as Michael Chirito, Diane Venora as Justine, who is Al Pacino's character's wife. You have De Niro's love interest in the film, Edie, played by Amy Brennerman. You also have Ashley Judd in here as Val Kilmer's character's wife. And you also have Michael T. Williamson, who obviously works with Michael Mann quite a bit. Sergeant Drucker, and you also have Wes Studi, who also works with uh, with Michael Mann on a number of other films. And then you also have Ted Levine, which is also pretty cool. He's He plays Bosco, and he's in Vincent Hanna's police crew, along with Michael T. Williamson and Wes Studi. So it's kind of those three behind Pacino, and then it's Val Kilmer and Tom Sizemore, along with Danny Trejo, who plays just Trejo in the movie, because he definitely did some acting, but this was kind of his first thing, so at the time, he was just Trejo. So it's kind of them three behind De Niro, and then you got Pacino and his crew. But let's move into the town. This one's about Doug McRae, who gets romantically involved with a bank manager that he previously robbed while he kind of leads his crew on heist throughout Boston while FBI agent Adam Frawley tries to take them down. Now here we have another pretty good cast. We got Ben Affleck, obviously he directs the movie. Uh, we got Rebecca Hall as, as his love interest, Claire Kesey. Uh, and then we have John Hamm as the FBI agent. We also have Jeremy Renner, who's uh, kind of the hothead of Affleck's crew. Plays James Coughlin. We'll talk about 
Just a brief uh, synopsis of Den of Thieves as well. Ray Merriman and his crew plans to rob the Los Angeles Federal Reserve Bank with L.A. County Sheriff Big Nick and his crew trying to stop them. Now, this one is, has a pretty good, pretty decent cast. Um, you got Gerard Butler. You got Pablo Schreiber as Ray Merriman, who is the obviously the leader of the criminals. You got O'Shea Jackson. You got 50 Cent in here. Meadow Williams. Maurice Compte. Before we kind of get into the specifics, I guess let's just talk about Heat a little bit because I'm mostly going to com- kind of compare Heat to the other movies, but I, I did want to kind of talk about why it's almost hard to compare um, kind of these movies, although they are similar plot-wise. They all start with a heist. It's pretty much the first event of all these films, and it basically gets them on the radar of the police because something happens and it kind of allows the police to kind of get some information on on the crews. So each of these movies is really kind of about the downfall of these crews because we don't really know the specifics of their past. We just know that they do this quite a bit in all of these movies, and this is kind of the start of their war with the police, in a sense. And then along with that, even with the police on their tail, still going for scores. In Heat, I think it, I think it's fair. I think it does work because they don't know. By the time you get to the second heist, the kind of the safe crack at night, they have no idea that that the police are onto them yet. Um, and then after that, they do the big bank robbery. So it's like you know, this is the last thing that we're gonna do. Um, but even in the town, I feel like they kind of know that the cops are onto them, but they're still doing a couple a couple of heists. But like I said, I want to talk about how it is hard to kind of compare things to Heat just because Heat is so, so, so good. I mean, I'm biased, I guess, although I have no, I, I don't, am, I don't know if I'm biased. I, I watched the movie probably a year ago. I had been meaning to watch it for a while, but I didn't know much about it. I definitely didn't expect it to be like as good as it was. I will say that I did rent it, which I don't do very often. But usually, I wait for movies to show up on either Netflix or HBO Max or Amazon Prime. This one, I did rent. So I I definitely wanted to see it. Why, I'm not sure. I didn't know all that much about it. Um, So I didn't know. I didn't know who Michael Mann was. I did not. uh, I mean, I liked De Niro and Pacino. Regardless, I digress. Basically, what I'm saying is, I just saw the movie, and I was like, this is incredible. Anyway, it obviously looks incredible. Heat, still, 25 years later, it looks, it looks great. Especially on this new um, 
new Blu-ray that they did a few years ago. It was three or four. But it was, you know, done with a 4K transfer. I think Michael Mann touched up a bit of the colors. So this is actually the only version of the movie I've seen. Um, and it is blue. It's very blue. Which I, I believe it's not as blue in the earlier versions. Although I'd like to get my hand on a copy of uh, either an old Blu-ray or DVD. I'd even like to see a VHS if that's possible. But that's I don't think I'll be able to watch that but yeah the the, the color palette um, was definitely something that stood out to me and uh, you know it kind of keeps the the movie looking fresh and uh, there's also a 4k disc of this movie coming out which I'm very excited for and it does not look 25 years old I will say that uh, but along with that it has some incredible action just really, really well-written dialogue, you know, heavily researched um, nature to it with a lot, a lot of preparation that, you know, you can see. I mean, Michael Mann said that, you know, there was a lot of training done for this movie, and he does that with a lot of his movies. Another example is Tom Cruise in Collateral. He, he trained a lot for that, and you can tell. Um, but along with all this incredible, you know, action and, and just the timeless, like, look of the film, it's also, you know, very poetic, I think, you know, more so than these other movies, not that they have to go for that, I think it's just something that, you know, is worth saying, even without the action, there'd be a lot to, to heat, you know, as a drama, which... I don't think you can say about the town and den of thieves. Not that again, I'm not saying that they're bad because of that. I'm just saying that it's worth you know mentioning. They are different, um, but you know these movies kind of pull the most tangible aspects. One thing I will say though that is very similar to he about the town is the color palette, which I just mentioned. It definitely has a steely kind of blue, bluish nature to it. Early on, you get these kind of shots of Ben Affleck near the window and it's the sky is kind of a deep but also morning light type of blue which is obviously very similar to to heat um and kind of the lonely nature of Neil Macaulay's character and you also have kind of this idea of him wanting to do this last heist bef right before he's kind of going to leave town but you know it's, it's it's important to know that you know this is a Boston movie, and I think that I think it does a good job kind of pulling that that influence, but kind of making it into its own thing as a Boston Boston crime film. And I mean, I definitely think Ben Affleck is the person to do that. He is as Boston as it gets. He knows Boston, um, so I think it made sense for him to make this movie. Um, definitely shows off Boston pretty well. There are a lot of, I, when I rewatched this, I, I did notice, and I think I remember, I remember this from the first time I saw it. There's just so many establishing, like, drone shots of Boston, just, like, in between scenes. Like, it'll go from, instead of just, like, cutting from, like, 
Dougie and his crew talking to, like, the police, like, it'll start with a drone shot of, like, wherever Dougie and his crew is, and then they'll be talking, and then it will cut to, like, a drone shot or a helicopter shot of, like, the police station, and then it will go into, cut into their scene and what they're talking about. There's just too many establishing shots. I should have counted. There's got to be at least 20, tw there's got to be 20 of them. They're all, I mean, they're all the same thing. I mean, I don't, I don't know Boston that well. I know parts of it. I don't know it that well. I don't know if it needed to have that many establishing shots. That was just something that I noticed. Um, but I think, I do think that being, you know, from Boston potentially does make this a better film for me. I don't know if, if I wasn't from Boston, if I'd like it as much. I don't know. I do like the movie. And I do, I think part of that may be uh, the fact that it's, it's a Boston movie and I'm, you know, from Boston. One interesting callback to Heat that I did want to kind of mention in the town is that in the director's cut, Doug is actually seen uh, watching Heat, which I thought was kind of interesting. So I do kind of want to talk about the the characters themselves um, in the town, at least there are two main people kind of, right? Because you have Doug McRae, who is Ben Affleck's character, and you have John Hand's character, who I don't, I don't love in this movie. I don't really, I just don't think he's that convincing or memorable. But let's, let's talk about Den of Thieves a little bit. Um, because right away, I mean, the visual echoes are, are there when it comes to heat. I mean, that first shot, you know, is, is kind of a slow zoom in on, on a truck. It almost reminds me of the first shot of the nighttime heist, second heist of heat, where they're trying to, Val Kilmer's character is trying to crack open a safe of some sort. It's at nighttime. It kind of starts on a shot of Los Angeles, and then it um, kind of slowly coasts into the truck. Um, it just felt very similar from the get-go, and then you know the fact that they're also at night, and I think those are the only nighttime heists in both of those movies. But again, you have that first. Uh, that first heist there and I was actually pretty impressed with that first heist and just the shootout I thought it was pretty pretty intense and like loud From the get-go, it's like, okay, this is, a, at least this is, it could still be a hip, heat rip-off, but at least it's, uh, you know, engaging, entertaining, and, uh, you know, well done from an action standpoint. I think Den of Thieves kind of tries to go for a similar relationship between, you know, leader of the crew and the leader of the police. I think it does try to go for that. Um, and they have a couple of confrontations 
I definitely don't think it does well in that regard. I think the town doesn't try to do that, which I think is good. Because I don't think it would have been that interesting, especially with John Hamm. Um, but Nick is not... Nick, Big Nick, played by uh, Gerard Butler. Not my favorite either. They try to be kind of funny with him. Similar to, you know, how Pacino was in Heat. Um, which some people obviously don't like. I, I do. I think at first it is a little jarring. But then over time... It all makes sense. But yeah, this Gerard Butler guy, I, I guess it's like, it want, it's trying to make him this kind of sleazy, macho guy. It kind of works. Um, it's not the best. Some of the jokes are not that good. But he's not terrible. Um, he is kind of definitely a bad guy compared to Pacino's character. Like, Pacino's character in Heat isn't a bad person, I don't, yeah, he's really not, he is, uh, he's just too wrapped up in his work, um, but that doesn't make him a bad person, Neil McCauley is a bad person, he's a sociopath, but Gerard Butler's, uh, Big Nick, he is a cop, he's a cop, and he is not a good guy, I mean, he doesn't really follow the rules, he kind of captures and tortures people to try and get information out of them, um, you know, outside of the law. Um, and he also has a tough personal life, which is, you know, similar to Pacino's character. I mean, he's not a bad guy, but he does, uh, the, you know, his, his priority of his work definitely kind of messes up, you know, his personal life. He's on his third marriage. It's not going too well. So he's got, you know, he's got these problems and, you know, most of it's, just because he's not really home enough. But, you know, it doesn't make him a bad guy as opposed to Big Nick, who, you know, clearly cheats on his wife, accidentally exposes himself by sending her a text uh, that he meant to send to the person he was uh, cheating with. Um, so he doesn't really follow the rules at his job. He doesn't follow the rules as a husband. His family kind of leaves him. So he's in, he's in a tough spot too, but you don't feel as bad for him. He's not that likable of a character. Another thing about this movie, I mean, this is, if I, I don't even know if I mentioned it, but Den of Thieves is a, it's an L.A. movie, so it's hard not to draw the comparisons to Heat. It doesn't look like Heat would like the town kind of does. In fact, it kind of looks... It looks the most, like, generic, I guess, um, of, of these movies, kind of generic Hollywood, like, kind of yellowish and things like that, which, you know, it's not, it's not bad, um, by any means, it's just not very distinct, um, but because it's an L.A. movie, they, you know, he ends up kind of using a lot of the same language in a lot of the scenes, um, just like Big Nick kind of analyzing the the crime scene, the first crime scene, talking about the M.O. of the of the crew. There's some talk of shape charges, um, which, I mean, I'm not saying are, you know, exclusive to Heat, but it is interesting, like, 
Um, even like the driver when he's when they're getting when they're getting robbed, he says the same thing. And there's another instance of it when in the bank, he's like, "Don't try to be a hero." Which is the same thing that Neil Macaulay says when they rob a bank. Um, it's just a lot of the same, you know, language, um, police language, uh, crime language, things like that. I mean, it is an LA movie. And, you know, I use a lot of that same language, which is, you know, something that also makes it hard to, harder to differentiate between, between the two films. Now, like I said, I did want to talk about The Dark Knight, because Christopher Nolan took a lot of influence from Heat, and I think it's worth talking about, just because The Dark Knight is, like, one of the biggest movies of all time. It did gross over one billion at the box office. One quote that uh, that Nolan said: "You have to look at scale a different way. Batman Begins had been as big as we could make it. I knew we couldn't stuff any more in geographically, so you have to look at scale in a different way. What I wound up doing is looking at it differently in terms of storytelling and cinematography. One of the biggest epic films I've ever seen is Michael Mann's Heat." That is a true Los Angeles story, just wall-to-wall within the city. Okay, we'll make a city story. So, Christopher Nolan, obviously, been outspoken with his praise of Michael Mann, and and especially Heat. Um, he also did the uh, Heat reunion. He hosted it at the Oscars. I think this was back in 2017, around when the most recent Blu-ray came out. And there's a lot of visual echoes of, of The Dark Knight that are similar. Um, the interrogation scene with Batman and Joker. Um, some of the blue, really blue scenes of Batman kind of just standing out on a building. Um, and there's others uh, that you'll kind of see throughout The Dark Knight. But there's also a you know distinct callback where... He casts uh, William Fitchner, I believe it is, as the bank manager in the first scene of The Dark Knight, which is also, I mean, in and of itself is obviously very derivative of Heat. Um, and a lot of bank scenes have, you know, kind of pulled for me, even in video games, GTA, uh, you know, pulled uh you know heavily from from the shootout scene heat for their for their bank mission um but yeah he cast uh william fincher as kind of the um the bank manager in the joker heist uh, which was kind of a cool callback uh and i actually don't think i mentioned mentioned him earlier but william fincher plays uh, Roger Van Zant, who is who owns the bearer bonds that Neil McCallany's crew steals early on in the first heist of uh, Heat. Uh, the endings of these movies a bit, so this is big spoiler territory. And I highly recommend if you haven't seen any of these movies to uh, stop listening now. If you haven't seen these movies. Definitely don't want to spoil these movies at all, especially Heat. So, 
just uh you know that's that's the warning but you know let's get into it right now and let's start with heat because i feel like in heat it feels like it said that it feels the most you know impactful and that you know your, the actions kind of have consequences um and obviously Neil breaks his code and he pays the price for it. So I think that's, that's an important kind of thing. And that's, you know, how the movie ends. There's nothing after that. It just ends. Um, and I think it's very powerful. It's, um, you know, ties into a lot of the themes of the movie between Pacino and De Niro. Um, it's also just, I mean, it's a very exhilarating final sequence. I've seen people who have, you know, watched it for the first time and they're standing on their chair and all that. And that's what I was doing. I think I was like, I was no longer on the couch that I was on when I first started the movie. I know that. I was like, what is going to happen? Because you want, even though De Niro's character, Neil McCauley, is a bad person, you want him to get away. It's like, it, I, it's, it's a weird thing. But you also like, it's not like you hate Pacino. It's not like you hate his character, because you don't. But, you know, they get into this long run. They uh, they have a long run, and they end up pulling out the handguns to kind of finish it off. So they're kind of hiding from each other. And they also have the massive, massive airplanes flying over their head, which is just incredible. It's something that, you know, just couldn't be done nowadays. It's It's really, really cool, it feels. I think it also just adds to like the poetic nature of the of this film that I kind of talked about and how it just seems more it feels uh feels heavier in a way. Den of Thieves has a similar kind of ending, um, and even like even here it pulls a line from Heat. It pulls another line when Nick shoots uh, Ray at the end he kills him and Ray's like I told you and it's like the same I mean it's very similar to what Neil McCauley says in Heat um so you know they have a similar kind of shootout at the end uh most of the crew dies um and then your main person dies I think one person from each crew in all of these movies is the one that survives. Like, one of the main characters in each of these crews survives. In Heat, it's Val Kilmer, Krisha Harris, and he makes it out against all odds. Now, then with these, after that ending with Nick and Ray, it kind of goes through this twist where Donnie, who's kind of the mastermind behind everything, I didn't really get that. I was... I, I thought that was a little confusing and I just, I didn't think it worked that well. But, you know, that was the whole thing. He kind of finessed everyone, I guess. He made it out. And I thought they were doing a little too much with that. Um, but the end, the town ends differently than either of these movies because your main character, I guess the guy who leads the crew, um, does not die and he makes it out alive. So it's almost like, it's interesting because I feel like he's not the strongest of these kind of crew leaders. In fact, I I would argue he's the least the least strong of these crew leaders. De Niro is is obviously very smart. Neil McCauley is very smart, and he has his uh he has his code, 
He has his philosophies. You can tell that. Doug is, uh, he's, he's, he's not dumb, but he's just, uh, there doesn't seem to be as much to him as even like a Ray in Den of Thieves. He seems very smart. He, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of his dialogue kind of, uh, gives the audience this feeling that he is like a very smart person who can kind of organize all this by himself. But, in the end, Doug is the one who gets away. Even though his love interest kind of betrays him, he knows that she's betraying him, and she doesn't. He doesn't fall into the trap. Instead, he gets out of the city. He makes it out alive. Um, which I mean, I think it's good because if he died, I don't, or if he got maybe maybe he could have gotten locked up. Maybe that would have made more sense. I just think he shouldn't really necessarily get off scot-free. I think it's a, I think it's a good call on man's part that Neil does pay the price, I think. It just makes the most sense, and Doug just gets away, which, I mean, I think it makes it, you know, it differentiates it at least. Um, but yeah, maybe, maybe he should have got locked up, I'm not sure. Anyway, let's get into some rankings here real quick of you know my favorites most influential most rewatchable spoiler it's a sweep for heat um i think he i don't i don't think there's a single thing that any of these these movies do better than heat unless you really don't like long movies and heat is almost three hours and then maybe you'd like the town which is two hours but even Den of Thieves is pretty long. There's pretty much no reason to watch that overheat. Unless, like, you just want something maybe a little more uh, surface-level entertaining, I guess. Um, maybe you want something with 50 Cent in it. But, yeah, my favorite is Heat. I would then say The Town. And then Den of Thieves. So, I mean, I like all these movies. Um, I think they're all good watches. Fan of the genre. Most influential, obviously Heat. Um, best shootout goes to heat as well. I'll put a clip of that right here. No! Um, but you know, they all have actually really good shootouts. I will say as far as most rewatchable, I mean, for me, it's heat. I, it doesn't get old. Although I've only probably seen it four or five times. Um, but I don't really, I don't really ever see myself watching Den of Thieves again. The Town, maybe, just because, you know, like I said, it is a Boston movie. I am from Boston, I think that's part of why, you know, I do like that one over the, over Den of Thieves, but I, I think it is better. Uh, and then ranking the police, uh, police chiefs. I think I'm gonna go with, well, obviously Vincent Hanna and Al Pacino, is the best. Um, we didn't talk too much about his character, but I do love him. Even though at first I think I didn't, I wasn't a huge fan, but now I love what he does for kind of the effect of intimidation. I think he's hilarious. Also, um, he's just he's so good. I don't think it's unpopular to say that Pacino and De Niro 
the two greatest American actors of all time. It's tough, but they're up there. They're up there without a doubt. And in that sense, it's almost unfair that you have those two starring in Heat. I think I'm going to go with Big Nick as my second favorite. I didn't love him, honestly. I really didn't like him that much. But I really just don't like John Hamm uh, as the FBI agent. I just don't think John Hamm is that good. Um, so I'm going to have him as my least favorite. He just does nothing for me. Um, but yeah, in conclusion, I mean, he obviously is a huge influence on a number of films. I think it will be for many years. I think Michael Mann is one of the great American filmmakers. I don't think he gets enough credit. I think he... I've been seeing a lot of Heat praise recently, which I do like to see. Um, I think it's, you know, become a lot more popular recently. Um, but I do think it's still underrated. Like, I... I like it more than any other crime movie. I, I do... At the same time, I understand why people don't. But to me, it's just very important to me. Um... So that's my, that is my favorite, favorite movie. And, you know, it's interesting kind of seeing uh, how it influences other films. But, uh, yeah, this was, this was Triple Features. Thank you for listening. I'm your host, John. And uh, we'll, we'll catch you on the next one.